Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 189 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast. Brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Eric Walquist. So joining me this week is the other host of the show, the ghostest with the mostest. I am Jesse. Is that song that goes, ooh, nana, about a sexy grandma? Wilson. <laughs> Probably. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea, but I like where you're going with it. It's like, ooh, nana. Na 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 na. <laughs> what? What are you kept, talking about? He keeps, he keeps going like, "Ooh, Nana, I like your sexy body." I love it. I don't it's know what weird. you're talking about, but I like, I like, like I said, where you're going with it is a okay with moi. <laughs> How you doing? Good. How was your week, buddy? Uh, well, it's only Monday. Yeah. Well, you're past. We haven't talked since Sunday. Right. That's true. So it's a Good. week from y- yesterday. I'm worn out from today at work. A lot of, I saw on Facebook a lot of keg lifting, yeah, moving kegs all over the place. You know, I watched this. Uh, I watched this Vice story today about uh, Icelandic strongmen and how it's oh, yeah. like a culture there. Um, and you know, I feel like keg lifting is could be an event in like the world's strongest man competition. Well, yeah, actually, there is one. Where they take kegs that are filled with like different weights, mm-hmm. and there's a bar. So it's like incremental amounts of weights, and there's a bar that's probably like eight feet above their head, and they have to throw the kegs over the oh, bar. Oh, yeah, keg and throwing. It, it seems extremely dangerous, and there's just like a crowd there, <laughs> yeah. and he throws them straight up, and then like he gets exhausted and can't throw the heavy ones, and they just come tumbling down. It's wild that people don't get hurt more often. Yeah, there's no helmet or anything. No. Yeah. Uh, I heard, I thought there was some dude at your work who was like secretly uh, a strong Hulk, and you yeah. didn't have to do that sort of thing. He's the Terminator, and he right. can just pick up kegs, no problem. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's the- our delivery guy, so he's gone during oh. the day. Well, good on you, man. Get a little pamphy in at work. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I went out this weekend, and I got a new phone. Mmm, boy. Pretty exciting stuff. I ditched my iPhone after four years. Yeah. Got rid of it. Got the Google Nexus Five, and uh, it's like living in a new world, Jesse. It's Are a whole new world. Worried? Can you take? Can you take the battery out? I cannot. I don't think I want to own a phone that I can't take the battery out. Of. <laughs> you can't take phones out. You can take batteries out of uh, iPhones either. So I know. I understand. I'm that. pretty used to it. <laughs> and like this phone, like the reason why I got this phone is because all the geeks on my softball team, not me by the way, I'm not a geek. They all uh, were really high on it. So I was like, maybe that'll maybe that'll be my next phone. And I was just getting fed up with Apple. They're like, "Hey cool guy, why don't yeah. you get one of these? We we tested it for you." Mhm. I got- Actually the one I would want to get would be the the Note. Mhm. The Galaxy Note? Yeah, I think that's what I would want. It's because you've been playing too much DS. You stylus set happy. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. I don't know. It'd just be nice to have like a a notepad on me at all times. Yeah, I I, I could see you with that. You could put the stylus in your ear like a pencil. It'd be real mm-hmm. cool. That'd be a good look. Real cool. No, I put it through my hair bun. <laughs> I was looking at pictures from Jordy's wedding, and you had like such long hair for his wedding. Yeah, you're I know. like mountain I used man. To rock some pretty long locks. Uh, yeah, and I, th- I also switched to T-Mobile, so now I've officially had every, every carrier. <laughs> Started on Verizon, went to AT&T, went to Sprint, and now I'm on T-Mobile, so. Wow. Bing, bang, boom, you take it too long. Anyway, got a new phone. 
and uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, and yeah, I had a pretty good week. Mariners uh, home and opener tomorrow. Are you gone? No, I wish. I looked at tickets today, and they were like seventy bucks for like bleacher oh seats. And I was well, like, aren't, oh, no. isn't, aren't they doing like some sort of Seahawks celebration thing too? Yeah, it's super weird. They usually don't do promotions on the opening day, but yeah, they're doing like a <laughs> Seahawks Super Bowl celebration. Yeah, which is weird because it's like, is Russell Wilson going to be there? And if so, is he going to be wearing a Rangers jersey? He absolutely is going to be there, and I absolutely felt absolutely betrayed by him. Yeah, I know. That's how my boss is right now too. It's like, if I was there, I would boo him. Yeah, me too, man. I boo I boo Russell B- baseball Wilson and I cheer Russell football Wilson. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with it. <laughs> All right. Well, what are you drinking tonight, buddy? I'm drinking uh, Deschutes Chainbreaker White mm. IPA, which is essentially nice. a hoppy Belgian, and it's a pretty neat little kind of hybrid beer. If you're into something different and you want to not spend a ton of money on a six pack, did the Chainbreaker was that Chainbreaker originally a brown ale? Or has it always no, been a white IPA? No, it's always been a white IPA. What am I mixing it up? I think I might be mixing it up. You're thinking of Mudslinger. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, from Red Hook. Anyway, yeah, that's great. I'm, and I'm drinking uh, something from uh, your past. Uh-oh. Red Menace, American Pale? <laughs> Red Menace Big Amber. How's it tasting? It's pretty good. I, I This is actually my favorite Hales, and uh, I enjoy yeah, it thoroughly. Yeah, that's a good beer. I haven't had it in a long time. I would enjoy yeah. having it again. I think it's time. I think it's the 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 grace period has probably passed for you. The wound has healed for sure. <laughs> I, I'm on, actually on good terms with those guys. And yeah, everything. we were so. hanging out with them a lot at the uh, Cask Beer Fest. That was fun. Yeah, yeah there's no bad blood or anything. Uh, speaking of bad blood, we did get some listener feedback this week. Um, it, there's nothing bad about it. That was just a bad segue. Uh, but <laughs> the first one came to us from Christian. He says, uh, talking about Indiana Jones last week, he says, hate to be uh, correct. I hate to be one to correct, uh, but this actually may make the story of Indiana Jones revival a little more interesting. With Disney produced Lucasfilm, they did not get the full rights to Indiana Jones as Paramount still owned the marketing and distribution rights. However, in December of 2013, Disney purchased those as well, almost assuring the future of Indiana Jones uh, is almost assuming a future Indiana Jones film is down the line. However, at the time, rumors abounded that Disney purchased the remaining Indy rights as part of a deal making. Uh, session to get Harrison Ford to return to Star Wars Episode Seven. Not sure about the validity of this rumor, but interesting nonetheless. I, for one, would love to see Indy serialized. I think Bradley Cooper would be a great actor to don the fedora. Get off my back, Christian. Is it a fedora? He doesn't wear a fedora. He definitely wears a fedora. He is responsible for all the fedora shit. <laughs> he goes back as like a neck beard. Yeah, he's the original <laughs> obese nerd. Yeah, he he's the original uh, fedora wearer. Yeah. So blame yeah. it on Indy. That's what, what I say. What about like Clark Gable though? Well, I'm talking about the re- fedora revival. Oh, okay. The neo fedora. Exactly. Movement. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> we also got some voicemails this week. Uh, coming up first is our buddy Mike from Transylvania. Here he is. Hi, this is Michael from Virginia. I was the guy who you thought was still from Transylvania. I just thought I'd check, let y'all know that I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I am not from Transylvania. I, I probably, I was driving on my drive home when I heard that part and I about peed myself when I heard it. <laughs> All right. Just started listening to the show like a couple weeks ago. Love it so far. Thanks for the ball move. But all right, guys, stay off my back. 
The thing I love about this is that it goes in a long line of truck driving and listening to our podcast. <laughs> so some people listen to our podcast in a truck, almost pee themselves. Some people listen to, listen to our podcast in a truck and then get out of the truck and literally kick their own ass. Yeah. You can, it could be both, too. Could be both. Uh, but Michael, thank you so much. And uh, say hi to Dracula for me. <laughs> um, coming up next. Oh, no. This Sam train's keeping on rolling here. Are you ready for a new accent from Sam Golmamati? Doesn't matter. Here it is. Good morning, folks. Sammy from the UK again. Doing another terrible accent this week. Can you tell what it is yet? Anyway, no problem, dude. So I want to talk to you guys about men at work. No, not the greatest dad I've ever lived. I'm talking about the TV show. About four guys working out a magazine. Anyway, point is... Every episode hilarity ensues. So I'm trying to recommend you now. Make sure you watch it. And I've got one more recommendation for you guys. And this time, this one is from a man down under. I want you guys to go and get some bald rock jerky. It's absolutely fantastic. It's on a Kickstarter. And I tell you what, I know America does some great jerky, but I tell you what, Australia already jumping in on the market. So, you know... Make sure you buy some. Okay, I can't stress enough just how good it is. Anyway, thanks for taking my calls. Stay arrogant. And how about next week I do another accent? Oh, bloody hell, I'll tell you what, I'm trying to do Australian, but I think I was trying to go into my Southern American right there. Anyway, and since it's still football season in the UK, get off my fullback. <laughs> get off my fullback. Mm. I'd really like him to attempt the Pacific Northwest. Accent. I know. I just want to hear straight up, like the the most uh, milk toast of all accents, the Pacific Northwest accent. <laughs> uh, is it? I mean, the thing is, like everyone thinks that like their own accent isn't very accented. Mm-hmm. But I feel like ours actually is pretty dull. It's the worst. I mean, it's like the. Most milk toast, like they, there's literally like one of the best communication schools in the country is Washington State University in the middle of nowhere, Washington, because <laughs> the accent is so good. And they send reporters all over the world to to speak because our accent is so non-threatening to any other accent. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, look at this, Sam, with one more. What what could it be this time, Sam? Uh, here here he is. Good evening, Baltimore. You say some again from the UK. I forgot to say on my last call. I recently got FIFA Soccer 14. But I also got FIFA 12 and FIFA 11. So, if any of you, whether it is YouTube or anyone who is listening, wants to play with me sometime on the Xbox 360, just send me a message on Facebook and then and this is the best part. And then I will speak to you and send you my Xbox Live username. And then we can play a few games sometime. And it's not just FIFA either. I can also play any of the cards. I can also play any Mass Effect. Any game, really. You just have a look at my list of the games I have. And then we can try and have a good multiplayer session. Okay. <laughs> What was that? I have. No, I think that that was generic Hanna Barbera European villain. <laughs> I think that's what that was. 
Oh, it was Transylvania. It's Transylvanian, for sure. I think it might have been French. <laughs> but it was like French. Ger- it was occupied French. That's uh, what it was. It was Vichy French. It was Vichy French. Well, Sam, uh, if only you had more accents, but apparently that's all you had for us this week. <laughs> you should go on the road with that act. I know, man. He's close. He's close. He's geared up for his SNL audition. We love you, Sam. Thank you so much, buddy. We 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 appreciate your your European heritage on this on this uh, ghastly Pacific Northwest podcast. Uh, and I think that's all. We do have one more. This is really great. Um, who sent this? In? This was from Levi. I'm guessing this is Levi Rekin because it's definitely not Levi Jetty, Rocky Mountain correspondent. Uh, but uh, anyway, I don't know who it is. But he sent us this Amazon. Link to the CTA digital pedestal stand for iPad 234 with roll holder. Have you seen this, Jesse? No. It is a toilet paper roll holder with a attachment oh, on the top awesome. that you could click your iPad into. That is really cool. But apparently the reviews are what this <laughs> this is all about. It could get top heavy, maybe. It could get top, but I guess it's well balanced. Okay. Um, what, what do I like here? Uh, let's see. This, yeah. Okay, so we'll just read the top one here. It says, most helpful customer reviews. CTA digital pedestal stand for iPad 234 with roll holder gets two thumbs up from this customer. Women usually have such a problem admitting that we have certain bathroom needs. Most of us would prefer no one knew we produced number two. For those with irritable bowel syndrome, life stops when the gurgling starts. I found the solution with this aid of with the aid of this product, a few uh, and a few theater backdrops that have been cut down to size. No more missing important meetings while stuck on a cold and lonely throne. <laughs> I dress in a business suit and Skype a pitch to the boss while taking care of business of an entirely different matter at the same time. Love it. And no one's the wiser. All they see is me in a smart pinstripe Armani with a view of the Empire State Building. <laughs> <laughs> if only they knew what was really going on back there. I do love the idea of having backdrops for yourself, like on the news. Yeah, that's a good call. I like I like this product. I've said it before. I mm-hmm. want to open a store called the Poutique, mm-hmm. which is a store entirely dedicated to bathroom, specifically going poop accessories. Right. Have you heard? I think I asked you this. Have you heard of the poopery? Uh, yee, I think I heard about it from you. My sister has it at her house, and it's uh-huh. just a little spray bottle. You spray it in there before you go number two, and then it doesn't stink. I love it. It's like preemptive Febreze. Exactly. It's a preemptive strike against your IBS. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just want to make a whole, uh, a whole store dedicated to pooping accessories. Beautiful. Actually, we got another review here. This says, this item saved my life. The CTA digital pedestal stand for iPad 234 with roll holder should be mandatory in every home. It saved my life and could save yours. Well, the Tuesday was Tuesday, October 22nd, 2013. It was just an ordinary day of my life, or so I thought. You see, I work at a factory which produces Holzer 571 banana slicers. As you can imagine, business is good, and we are incredibly busy with the holiday season approaching. I often work 60, sometimes even 80 hours a week, and come home exhausted. As with any other Tuesday, I arrived home from my 16-hour shift and was promptly greeted by my lovely pet weasel named Muffins. After playing with Muffins for a few minutes, I felt that familiar yet unwelcome sensation in my stomach. I knew that nature was calling, and I had no answer. 
For those of you who don't know, being a, being in a factory makes receiving cell phone calls quite difficult. The thick concrete walls and large metal machinery blocked the signal. Pair that with a long shift, and my phone battery light was blinking like the consoles on the USS Enterprise. Therefore, I had to make my way to the facilities to answer nature's call. I decided to plug my phone into the charger. This choice, me near, this choice nearly cost me my life. I sat down on the throne and began my daily tradition of expelling evil from within. Everyone knows that this could be a long and boring process, so I went to keep my iPad firmly attached to the CTA digital pedal stand for iPad 234 with roll holder, resting not too far from my Charmin Ultra Strong Mega Roll. Strong, yet soft and absorbent. I started off playing a tough but rewarding game of Mahjong, and then it struck. Holy shit, this is long. Let me just get to the last sentence. That, is that what he said? <laughs> okay, we got one more paragraph here. I won't lie, I'm not the handyman type. I've never noticed how loose my toilet seat had become. I never make that mistake again. I will never make that mistake again. As I did a small jump of joy from successfully finishing my game in Mahjong, the seat released itself from the toilet. The sound still haunts my dreams. The sheet shifted and thrust me forward as if I were a proton torpedo shooting into a Romulan warbird. This guy really likes Star Trek. Uh... I went hurling face first into the side of the bathtub, cracking my head open like a pinata. With nobody else around and no phone nearby, I thought I was done for. Then it struck me. Thankfully, thankfully, not literally, the CTA digital pedestal stand for iPad 234 with roll holder. I clutched onto it and lifted myself up just enough to send out a Skype distress call to anyone who would answer. Thankfully, my grandmother was near her computer and dialed 911 for me. Within minutes, an ambulance arrived and rescued me in my time of need. Those EMTs saved my life. But we all know who the real hero of the story is. The CTA digital pedestal stand for iPad 234 with roll holder. So, apparently this thing is only good for Skyping while shitting. Yeah, that seems to be the theme. You know, the Because Show is really big on, like, hybrid pastries. They got, like, the Cronut and right. the, uh, the what was it, the Crownie, which is a cookie and a brownie. I think we have to figure out a term for Skyping and shitting. Mm. Skidding. Skype. 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 Skyping. <laughs> All right, this is devolved. Let's let's do a little tiny bit roll off. What do you say? Yeah, let us. We're just gonna roll twenty sided dice. So you get to talk first on the podcast this week, and here we go. Ugh. Uh, I got a two. I rolled a six. Ah, jeez. Got it. All right, nail gun. Here we go. <laughs> well, my first uh, topic this week is going to be an oldie and a goodie. It's time for some more bracketology. Bracketology. All right. Well, Mr. James Patterson, we could not say enough good things about him, I don't think. He's a loyal listener. He's a loyal friend and true. And he also uh, he also sends us brackets so we've done the jesse bracket we've done the eric bracket but then mr mitch netzer decides that he's gonna blow us up with a bunch of breakfast questions and we can't answer (laughs) them all and so what happens james patterson to the rescue decides to create a breakfast bracket for us jesse you ready to run through his breakfast bracket i've never been more ready for anything in my life you know i've actually already hybridized the name of this i call it the bracket (laughs) oh you like it I don't like it. There are some epic matchups in I here. I love it. Okay, good. <laughs> there are some epic matchups in here, Jesse. So I'm actually really excited about this. First off, waffles versus granola. 
Well, my vote goes for waffles. I'm sorry, okay. granola, but you're just too healthy. Too healthy. Yeah, that's right. Breakfast food is about sticking your ribs so you can go and farm. Or at least that's what it was about 100 years ago, and we still stuck with that, even though now we sit at our desks all day. Uh, I do not do that. I know, Jesse. <laughs> and yet you still don't eat granola. So yeah, no granola. True. No granola. Okay, waffles move on there. Scrambled eggs with a tough salad <laughs> and sugary cereal. <laughs> Which one wins out here? This is interesting. This is easy. Okay, what what do you got? Gotta be scrambled eggs. I like the scrambled eggs, but I don't like I don't necessarily like my eggs scrambled. I'm more of like a fried egg guy. I like it over easy. I like it over hard. I'm more of a fried egg guy as well. Yeah. But uh the Continental Breakfast Buffets always have scrambled eggs, and I always get it. Yeah, but those and aren't I, even real eggs. Those are like powdered eggs. I think sometimes they're real. Depends. Apparently, you're not going to the Holiday Inn, buddy. Regardless, even the fake imitation <laughs> scrambled eggs, I'll take over sugary cereal. That's actually true. This, th- I think when, when in doubt, we should go to the Continental Breakfast test. <laughs> yeah. Which, if you have these sitting next to each other at the Continental Breakfast, which one do you choose? And I'm taking the scrambled eggs over the Cocoa Puffs. Right. That the cut it at old breakfast test would be interesting for our next matchup. <laughs> exactly. Uh English muffin versus cold pizza. How funny would it be? <laughs> the best Western continental breakfast has a cold pizza. <laughs> I can't even tell you how excited I would be to have a cold pizza bar at the continental <laughs> breakfast. Oh my god. Uh, I love it. And my vote is for cold pizza. I'm going cold pizza too. I love a cold pizza. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I love English muffins too, though. You know. I don't. I don't really eat them. I do like the nooks and crannies. Mm-hmm. It's like all the absorbance of a sponge with all the edibility of like a a grain. Right. Yeah. Dish. I the, I used to eat I used to eat these English muffin things every day until what was it? There was like so they had English muffins when I was in high school. I ate English muffins every day for breakfast, and then they had like the Australian muffins. Do you remember these? Mm, mm-hmm. They're like spongier. They're like softer. They're softer and they're way spongier. Yeah. Like like if the English muffin is the underwater sea sponge, the Australian muffin is the straight up 99 cent yellow sponge. <laughs> anyway. Regardless, I, I yeah. still give this one to cold pizza. I give it to cold pizza as well. Up next, we got bacon versus French toast. This is like an epic first round matchup. Mm-hmm. Bacon versus French toast. I mean, I don't understand how bacon can't win, mm-hmm. but God damn it, French toast. I love you so much. I don't go for French toast. as a When I was a kid, I was a very picky eater. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't eat French toast because I was grossed out by the egg goo. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess. It's basically just <laughs> egg-soaked bread. Yeah, I always thought it was gross. Therefore, yeah. my vote is for bacon. All right, I got to go with bacon there, but that, that's that's a tough one for me. Um, oh, I can't wait for that next round matchup. This is going to be awesome. Okay, up next, we got the Breakfast Crunch Wrap versus McGriddles. Mm. Have you actually had either of these? I have had a McGriddle, but it's been years. I don't think... I, I've yeah. never had the... I haven't had the Breakfast Crunch Wrap I'm yet. amazed that McGriddles came up. Is this guy like a super fan who like peers into our life <laughs> that much? <laughs> Why? Because we have that thing where we're like... For one thing, I don't think McGriddles have been around forever. <laughs> they haven't. I mean, I'm I'm an Egg McMuffin man myself. So, like, you and I have this thing where we're like, well, that's bizarre, oh, but then again, it's not that bizarre. That's true. That is very that, true. And that's it's stuck in our vernacular. 
and that comes from a McGriddles commercial. I'm wondering if that's how McGriddles made the list. <laughs> if that guy understands that goof. <laughs> that would be if, deep. Yeah. If James understands that goof, he is a soothsayer, and I fear him now. <laughs> because that is one Step of away, the... away, wizard. Like, that's right up there with Stars Above, that I don't know if anybody gets those goofs, but we get them. Right. Yeah, but that's bizarre. Then again, it's not that bizarre. Is is yes, or from the original <laughs> McGriddle's marketing campaign. <laughs> right. So I guess just on those grounds, we got to give it to McGriddle. Yeah, I guess I haven't had the breakfast crunch wrap. No, and I, I don't, don't think I need to eat I the new Taco Bell first meal menu. You know, the the last thing that I thought the last time I had a crunch wrap supreme was if only there were eggs in this. <laughs> All right, up next we got the uh, the epic matchup of breakfast pastries. It is the Pop-Tart versus the Toaster Schrudel. Big question here is, do you like to do it yourself or pre-fixed? I'm a Pop-Tart man. Pop-Tart man, 100%. But nah. I don't really eat Pop-Tarts for breakfast. Well, yeah, but that doesn't matter. This is just on merits of food. Are These these are sitting next to each other at the Continental Breakfast. First See, of that, all... That's what I'm saying. If it's yeah. at the Continental Breakfast, actually, for breakfast, I might go for the toaster strudel. Really? I, I don't know. I only eat Pop-Tarts at, like, 4 p.m. The thing I like about Pop-Tarts is that, uh, like, toaster strudels are very in- labor-intensive for a breakfast pastry when you compare them to the pop tart because a, a toaster strudel first of all you can't eat cold you got to toast it and then you got to pour the goo on it whereas a pop tart you could just eat instantly you don't even have to warm it up yeah it makes sense you're 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 talking a lot of good sense there yeah it's a pop tart we all know okay. specifically maple brown sugar Oh, this is best. Thank you. All right, next one's very interesting, Jesse. James is dipping deep into the vaults here. <laughs> it is the Canadian breakfast versus the breakfast burrito. <laughs> wow. So those who want to know what a Canadian breakfast is can look it up on uh, you can the look, Urban Dictionary. You can look it up on Urban Dictionary. One of the entries is from me based on a goof from Levi's bachelor party. Which and, was like forever ago. Yeah, which was a really long time ago. Dude, James Patterson is might be the super fan of the personal arguments podcast. <laughs> Maybe. He might be. Uh but regardless, I don't think Canadian breakfast qualifies as a breakfast food, so I think <laughs> breakfast burrito moves on. Breakfast burrito is a solid contender. Yes. I is. would hate for them to get knocked out in round one because of a goof. Anyway. <laughs> so And then finally we got flapjacks versus donuts. So flapjacks equals pancakes? Yes. This is a tough one. This is a crazy, crazy matchup. When I, th- I was a kid, uh, probably about like once every two months or something, my mom would like surprise the family with just like a Safeway dozen of mm, donuts, yep. which is 14. Yep. At least it used to be. I think they canceled that. <laughs> anyway, so that was like my favorite thing. I, I feel like as a kid, like kid me is answering donuts Love donuts for 100%. breakfast. Me, as an adult, when I got into my adult life and realized that right. I can't just eat donuts and drink coffee for breakfast or I'm dead by, like, 9.45. <laughs> yeah. And, like, how much better of a breakfast flapjacks actually are. Yeah. Adult me wants to say flapjacks, so I'm a little bit torn. Okay, I think I can, I think I can nail this for you here. Okay. You know, anybody working anywhere, every once in a while, somebody's going to bring in some donuts. Where right. I work, it's at least once a week. Donuts. Imagine if someone brought in flapjacks. Exactly. 
if somebody brought in pancakes with syrup and awesome. everything, I would be incredible. I'd be like, whose birthday is it? <laughs> whose whose birthday, birthday is it? Is it? <laughs> whose breakfast birthday is it? Flapjacks win handily. It's okay. just, donuts are just too common. All right, now let's move on to the next round here. So we got waffles versus scrambled eggs. Jesse, go. Scramby eggs for me. Yeah, I think they're going to win out here. Um, I don't eat waffles that much. I like waffles. I like the waffle bar, but... Uh, and I actually... God, I make I make waffles sometimes. We have people over. I make waffles for breakfast. Mm. Oh, God, I think I got to go waffles, man. How do we tie break this? Uh, okay, I'm going I'm going to the, uh, the buffet test here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there is one thing I'll always, always get right. at the buffet. Right. If there's a waffle, sometimes there's a guy who's like the waffle maker. Exactly. Or sometimes there's like a DIY waffle iron yep. where that's like suspended in air mm-hmm. and after it like buzzes and you flip it. I have that waffle maker, by the way. Wedding present. <laughs> really? I own that waffle maker. So I'll always get that at the Continental Breakfast. Sometimes mm-hmm. at the Continental Breakfast, like those old eggs don't look so great. Exactly. I'm going waffles. Yeah, I mean, the omelet guy, that's, that's a contender. Oh, there. I'm thinking omelet guy. No, there's waffle guys. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think waffles take it here. Okay. The crispy green. I mean, brown. Whatever it is. <laughs> Up next. <laughs> the crispy green waffle. I love this. <laughs> I love this matchup. English muffin versus, or I'm sorry, cold pizza versus bacon. Wow. I mean, Hard. sometimes they merge together to make a super breakfast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I'm still leaning cold pizza, dude. Cold pizza is the wild card here. Cold pizza <laughs> is the Winthrop. It is the Dayton. It is the Wichita State. It is the dark horse in this tournament. It's been undefeated. It's coming in into epic competition. Will it make it? I don't know, but I'm excited about it because I love cold pizza. Yeah, it's hard to apply the uh, breakfast buffet test to this. Right. Well, you can imagine it. But like, if I, if I could only eat, like, I can eat either pizza and get out the door or bacon just bacon and get out the door bacon's not gonna fill me up cold pizza right bacon is an a la carte item right all right this is epic dude cold pizza's making a run we'll see how far they can go this cinderella story is just beginning uh up next we got mcgriddles versus pop tarts i think this one's pretty easy pop tarts pop tart in it um and then we got breakfast burrito versus flapjacks um I mean, that's tough. Mm-hmm. This is almost like a, a, a cultural war. Right. What are you thinking? I'm going f- flapjack. I'm going flapjack as well, just because okay. of my lumberjack heritage. Nothing against <laughs> a good breakfast burrito, but sometimes they hit you in the gut a little hard. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's a little too much for breakfast. You know? They're so good, though. They're I so love good. them. Love it. Um, all right. That means we are on. Two. This is uh, this is the for the final four. This is for the finals, guys. This is the semifinals. This is for the finals. This is huge. Okay, we have waffles versus cold pizza. Oh man, I guess pizza. I get a cold pizza wins. Yeah, it wins. It comes right out of there, and it's to the finals. I love it. And then finally, we got flapjacks versus pop tarts. I think this one's pretty simple as well. Flapjacks. Flapjacks win it. Okay. That means this is up to you, listener. And I know I didn't put it up the Eric one on Facebook, and I apologize for that, but it was obvious that Eric the Wint Red one, so we didn't even have to do it uh, because he beats Eric Clapton every time. But 
This is an epic matchup, and I need the feedback from the listeners. So please check the Facebook page this week. Vote. Vote early, vote often. Like, your life depends on it. It's cold pizza versus flapjacks. Do it today. Please. We need to know. What's your feeling on this, Eric? I don't know. I literally don't know. It's tough. I'm leaning personally flapjacks. Well, flapjacks has the classic breakfast... Mm-hmm. You know, and they're hot. I mean, it's yeah. hard to beat a hot breakfast. That's true. That is a very cold true. Pizza. Oh man, uh, pizza for breakfast too. It's like a treat. It's so good. It's man. like a naughty treat. It is. It's like it's. It harkens back to those days of the lunchable pizzas. <laughs> I never had those. They were always cold and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> they never even knew what it meant to be hot, but. I mean, cold pizza is like the hipsters of breakfast because they already were hot. They don't even need to be hot anymore. Mm. They were hot before it was cool. They were hot last night for dinner. Yeah, you had it last night, hot for dinner. (laughs) But then again, powerhouse, established conference, the Flapjack beats out stiff competition of the breakfast burrito, the Pop-Tart, and the McGriddle. Right. it's It's just too tough to call. I mean, the McGriddle literally is based off of, 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 of a flapjack. <laughs> it's so tough, guys. Please vote Breakfast Championship Cold Pizza versus Flapjack. Jesse, what's your first topic this week? Oh, um, I want to jump into a little bit of beer. Beer. Sorry, I got the old one. I didn't get the new one. Oh, well, that's fine. Beer. Uh, so there, there's been a lot of there was a to- a lot of talk on Reddit lately. The website that mm-hmm. I hate and never, totally <laughs> never go to. Yeah, definitely am never there. No, there was like an AMA of like this Irish uh, bar owner, pub owner, right? Mm-hmm. A bunch of people talking to him about bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there was another like ELI five explain like I'm five, like what's the difference between a pub and a bar? Right. So I thought this could be an opportunity for us to capitalize on this zeitgeist of bars and pubs and such and maybe you and i could go through and like design the ultimate arrogant bar oh my god jesse you're awesome this is perfect <laughs> okay. i've never wanted to do anything more than this okay so let's start by like i don't know like where would our ultimate bar be because you and i are geographically different you're a city guy sure. and i like trees more than people that's the thing. Like, I love city bars. I personally love Ballard. It's my favorite place to go to bars because there's a ton of them there. It's where I hold the HP Pubcraft Love Crawl. It's a bus right away from my apartment, so I don't have to drive, and I can take public transit. It can get there cheap and fast, and I can drink a lot. But I- it is fucking crazy full with people. Yeah. And whereas, like, the more like a bar out where I live is a little more intimate, like. The bartenders, like, I know it's cliche, like, all cheersy and stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, they know who you are and stuff, and people actually, like, you can sit down and talk to people, and everyone knows each other's names, and it is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But maybe we can maybe we can find a comfortable medium here. Is there, okay. like, a, a wooded area of a city? Let's just do Bend, Oregon. I think that's our <laughs> default place. Well, yeah. <laughs> Bend is sort of an anomaly, though. Yeah. Because there's so much beer there, and right. like so many bars and like tourism and stuff. Yeah, I don't see. I, I've never been to Bend, but I'm going for Memorial Day weekend. So right, 
I don't know if you're gonna love. I well, I don't know. I just went to the breweries. Uh-huh. I didn't actually go to the bars. Oh, I think we're just going to the breweries too. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, but like, yeah, like Woodland uh, City area. Right. Like okay. if they built one in the Ravenna Gorge. That's what I w- I was. My mind went right to Ravenna too. Yeah. So somewhere like Ravenna area, kind of neighborhoody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Nice. Nice and woody. Or like North Greenwood. Let's just say right. some more neighborhoods of Seattle that no one's ever heard of. Georgetown. <laughs> Finney Ridge. Mm. Wichita State. I ran out. Yep, pancakes. <laughs> okay, so that we got our location. Mm-hmm. So the the first thing well let's ignore like the parking lot. But the first thing is like the facade as you enter. Okay. What are we looking at? I'm looking at some sort of like like rustic, almost like a hobbit hole sort yeah. of a feel to it. No, I'm with you, dude. I want you to feel like you're entering a tree. But one thing that I need is a pub sign, like an English pub sign mm. that hangs over the sidewalk, not over the building. Right. So Love can, that. You can only see if you're approaching from the sidewalk. If you approach it, if you're driving by it, you look at it from across the street, you, you can't tell what it is. Yeah, you're like, what is that straight line? Yeah. What is that? There's no way to know what that place is called. <laughs> and I love the I love the signs that like like the uh, elephant and castle, mm-hmm. you know, where it, it yep. represents what the bar name is. Yeah. Ex- well, I mean, it's got to be called something like the the sperm whale and the cephalopod. That's a little wordy. But then people call it the sperm and the ceph. <laughs> That's good. Sperm and ceph. I do like that. I do like the sperm whale. The sperm whale and the Ahab. It could be like it could be like the mighty sperm whale. Yeah, that makes sense. Or like the the one eyed sperm whale. It could be like a sperm whale with a <laughs> let's, eye let's, patch. Stop, let's let's stop there. Let's oh stop wow, there. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesse. Oh, so oh Jesse, I wish you were here. Okay, so we go inside. <laughs> okay, we're going inside the one eyed sperm whale. <laughs> Can we please call it the mighty sperm whale? Okay. I feel like that pushes it just as far as it needs to go. <laughs> You're the, the one who brought up sperm whales. The, word, the one-eyed sperm whale is a little too on the nose, on the eye. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> it was an accident. That's <laughs> that's what it says under the sign. The one-eyed sperm whale. We didn't mean it. It was an accident. <laughs> we didn't mean it that way. <laughs> that's the motto. All right, you go inside. What are we looking at here, Jesse? I don't know. So, you know, you got your booze. I like booze mm-hmm. with, the, like, the high back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I like, like, a huge booze wall with a ladder. Like <laughs> yeah. a library of booze. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All, or so, sorts of different uh, aged liquors mm-hmm. and such. Yep. Casks. Oh, uh, plenty. How do you feel about, like, um, table games? Like pocket billiards or what have you. I love me some shuffle puck, which a lot mm. of people just call shuffleboard. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there needs to be excessive table games, but I do like a good shuffleboard. Okay. How do you feel about the bars with ping pong tables? Me, not into it. No, it's gross. It just reminds me of this. There's this like bar on the strip in Las Vegas that has like a huge beer pong session. Right. And everything is sticky. 
It's fratty. It's just the stickiest place in the world. Mm-hmm. So we don't well, need to. You can blame the one-eyed sperm whale for that. Exactly. <laughs> God, I feel like if you put ping pong tables into a bar. It's right. going to be a beer pong table in about two seconds. Mm, there's that. I also feel like ping pong tables and bars are for, like, two guys to showcase their ping pong skills, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. There's never, like, yeah. well, you actually, outside at the at the poorhouse, they have a ping pong table. It, it yeah. just occurred to me. First word that you said there, outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, but okay. that's the thing. Like, and that's also with billiards too. Then you're creating like a very competitive atmosphere here. We want it to be comfortable. Shuffle puck. There's nobody like I'm the shuffle puck shark. <laughs> I'm gonna destroy everybody. at shuffle puck. No, shuffle puck is a fun thing that you play with your friends. Good name for a bar, though. Shuffle puck shark. Love it. Wow. Okay, so what's the bar look like, Eric? Uh, you know, lots of uh, old wood. You know what the one the bar that I really liked was that God. What was that place called? It was in 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 Providence that we went to a couple times. Oh, started with a W. Was it the Wicked Inn? Wicked Inn, yeah, the Wicked Inn. It was like yeah, the that Wicked place Inn. was cool. Yeah, it had like a whole rock. You felt like you were in a cave. Yeah, it's very much like you're living in a cave. Yeah, so let's just do that. Or okay. you, since it is the one nine sperm whale, you could be living in the inside of a whale. It's like Pinocchio. <laughs> that might be a bit much. It's like Pinocchio meets Jonah. You know that I love themed places, dude. I'm, I'm not so into it. If you're inside the whale, we could have a special uh, uh, eating competition thing called the Whale's Feast. It's 28 pounds of sardines. Oh, God. <laughs> with the squid on top, with the raw calamari on top. I just don't like bars where I feel like it was designed by Disney Imagineers. Mm. Like that, that's a little bit much. There's See, I like, that, like I like the exact opposite one. of that. I love. I love. I wanted Disney Imagineers. You know that pirate themed one in North Seattle, where um, like one of the rooms, it's like the it's like you're in oh. like the galley. Yeah, yeah. Not into it. Don't uh, need that. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, our one of our favorite bars of all time is the Maple Leaf in Bremerton. I which, wouldn't say that was themed. It's not themed at all. I'm just okay. saying, if you're talking about bar interiors, that was like, we stopped trying 50 years ago. Yeah. My um, mom goofed me pretty good the other day. Uh-huh. She's driving me to the ferry, and she's like, oh yeah, the Maple Leaf is opening back up. What? I was like, really? <laughs> she's like, psych. Oh. Like, jeez, mom. It's the, like, cruelest, the cruelest trick. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I think I think just something like you're inside a cave, cozy mm-hmm. cave like. Okay, you're getting ready to your, to order. Mm-hmm. Plenty of beer taps, obviously. Right. What, how many what beer about- taps are we talking? Is this like a fifty beer tap place? No, it's a little I think overdone. There's a point of too like too much. Mm. I'm talking like twenty twenty taps. Wow, that's still a lot. Twenty is a lot, but you could have like five to seven of them like designated certain like styles and then the rest of them be rotators no i'm with you i think 15 would be fine too yeah 15 taps sounds good what about cocktails Uh, i'm not much of a cocktail not much of a cocktail guy but lydia is a cocktail person Mm -hmm. so she's gonna cocktail uh but that's the thing like she wants to buy like an eight dollar drink and then i'm like geez it drinks eight dollars but then i order like six beers (laughs) so we got to have, you know, I think the 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 drinks that are, the drinks, like, I just think that well drinks in general are a little, uh, they just remind me of the Baranoff, which is like this crazy dive bar here in Seattle. 
Like, I don't need well drinks. Like, just have, like, nice designer... Co- well, let's get a mixologist up in here. Right. Is that okay? Yeah, no, that's great. Okay. I want, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I What I, what I want to do is I want to name the all the cocktails after uh, regulars at the bar. <laughs> yeah. It's like, our, it's like our sandwich shop. I'll have a The Steve, please. <laughs> give me The Steve. Just give it to me. All right, so we got make it a devil. Oh, you want a fat Steve? Mm-hmm. We have skinny Steve and fat Steve. Yeah, fat Steve is two shots of bourbon. Skinny Steve is one shot of one fifty one. Because <laughs> he's one hundred fifty one pounds and he's six foot two. Oh, well, there you go, skinny Steve. Skinny Steve. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, uh, what about events? Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what kind of me- see. I have traditionally been a I don't like live music mm-mm, in mm-mm, the bar mm-mm, guy mm-mm, mm-mm. because it gets so freaking loud. So loud. And it's but never good. I you know what? But I the other day I went to the poorhouse right. in town and they had like a band and it was funny because they were all like gray hairs. It was right. like old people formed this band. Right. And it was like it was all like strings, acoustic string stuff, and they played like nice and quiet in the corner, and it was yeah. like good and nice. I was like, I have totally come around on this. Yeah, it was like a mandolin, an acoustic guitar, and a stand-up bass. Right. I was with you. No, I I went last uh, Saturday also. Well, regardless, there was a different band, but yeah, yeah, they, they played at a volume that wasn't like prohibitive. Right. Even so, still, I feel like if there's a decibel level, then perhaps. Yeah, do, does this bar, a bard like a Skyrim bard? Does this bar have a does this bar have a, a a stage? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's that's part of the question. If yeah, maybe we don't want music though. Maybe no stage. I think I think a stage is good for a couple okay. reasons. First of uh-huh. all, my bar. I want trivia. Oh right. I want trivia. It's like my favorite thing to do at a bar. Um. Second of all, I want karaoke. <laughs> I guess like on a Wednesday. Yeah. Just get people there. Get people in. Thursday night karaoke, Wednesday night trivia. Okay. Just to get people in on the slow nights. But then you could do cool things. Like you could have a uh, rock rock trivia or rock, rock trivia. Rock karaoke, which is like a cool thing. Where you can get a band and they play like a list of songs and you could go up and you could sing like you're part of a band. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Wow. It's called like punk rock karaoke or something. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, that's the type of thing people really want. And then we could also do video game competitions on Monday nights. Yes. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers tournament. Tournament. <laughs> I love tournaments. Tournament Monday. Tournament. Okay. Are we forgetting anything? What about the lavatories? Uh, covered lav- in Playboys? Covered in uh, Playboy centerfolds. <laughs> um, just like the Maple Leaf Tavern in Bremerton. Rest in peace. But maybe not. No. Maybe no, not at all, actually. Maybe not at maybe not at all. My my plan, if I ever had a bar, would be uh to line the walls in the stalls mm-hmm. with um old like comic book pages and then white it out. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, so it, people could write in it. Encourage people to write in like the speech bubbles. <laughs> I love it, dude. And you and I can meld can mind meld here because I have always wanted 
Like, my dream is to have a house with a basement so I can turn it into my nerd basement. <laughs> have people over, put some bunk beds down there so people can crash if they want. Get a geek chic table, or maybe build a geek chic table for board games. I didn't know they made Murphy bunk beds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I actually the most wanna, dangerous bed. I actually want to do Murphy bunk beds because it's like uh, Lydia and I were at Fort Warden a couple of summers ago, and they had this old World War II car show there, and yeah. they had the old ambulances with the fold down gurneys on the sides, uh, yeah. so you could put four guys in an ambulance. And I was huh. like, this would be perfect for uh, for Murphy bunk beds. That's awesome. Anyway. I want to make this nerd cave, but what I want to do is have a bathroom down there, and I wanted to uh, wallpaper the walls with the Watchmen. I like that. Yeah, but so we'll just do it. We'll just do the Watchmen, and we'll wallpaper the walls of the bathroom with the Watchmen, and then white out all the speech bubbles. Cool. Love it. All right. Uh, Are we going to have an outside area? I like me a beer garden. Oh yeah, beer gardens a must. Lush beer garden with. At the at the up and up in Bellingham, the mm-hmm. beer garden had like trees in it, which was great. Mm-hmm. I like the like the tree homies just hanging in the beer garden. I feel like that's right. a pretty good pretty good uh, role if you're a tree. Yeah, like they built a beer garden around me. Plus, I like the idea of just like not necessarily caring too much about the beer garden. Like you <laughs> got to have a place for people to put out their cigarettes so it doesn't turn into a sty. But uh-huh. like the maple leaf had a very charming beer garden because it hadn't been kept up in like forty years. Yeah, it was kind of like the anarchist beer garden. It was. There were rusty, like, rebar. (laughs) Maybe we won't have that. Maybe we won't have that. But I do like the idea of a little mini golf course back there. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. Solid. Well, I think think we got the one-eyed sperm whale hammered out here. All right. Kickstart it. it. Like it, love it, want more of it. And uh, we'll also have t-shirts for sale. One-eyed sperm whale, Ravenna, Washington. All right, let's move on to some trivia this week. We're going to be doing Trivial trivial Pursuit Genus 1. We're going to change it up this week and do Genus 1. Um, And I'm going to be rolling a six-sided dice, see which category we do first. It is a five. It is science and nature. Jesse, are you ready? Yep. Okay, good. Uh, This question is for you. Please play along at home. What is the astronomical term for the distance light travels in a vacuum in one year? Come on. Uh, Well, we should pass that. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. That's like something that was new <laughs> when that edition came out. What do you call it? What do you call Parsec. the time it takes for you to travel one mile in one hour? <laughs> or how, whatever, I worded that wrong. Anyway, no, Jesse, this question is for you. How many calendars are needed for a perpetual calendar? <laughs> what? Oh, no, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I get it. It's just kind of funny. To it's read. like 12? Hmm. No, let me say seven. I'm going to say 30. 14. Oh, we were both way off. Uh, okay, this question is for me. What gas did Joseph Priestley discover in 1774? I'm just going to go with straight up hydrogen. 1774? Yeah. Oh, look at helium, I guess. Oxygen. Oh. I don't know if you can really, like, discover it. Yeah, you could discover it. Okay. Like Ben Frank discovered uh, electricity? Yeah, again, that's not something I think you can really discover. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Jesse's question. I know. I, I think like the first guy who got struck by lightning discovered electricity. <laughs> oh shit! Ben got fried. Anyway, this question's for you, Jesse. How many compass point names are there? Uh, eight. You say eight. I say sixteen. Thirty-two. God oh, jeez. Really? I guess. Because I got northeast and I got north northeast. Is there north northeast? North north northeast? I don't know. Uh, okay, Jesse, we're doing real good here. This question for me. <laughs> what does TID mean on a doctor's prescription? Uh, TID means till. <laughs> uh, that doesn't make any sense. Um, let's try till I deem. Till I deem it so. T I D. Truth is doubtful. <laughs> That's how ex- you know your doctor's a liar. Existential doctors. <laughs> three times a day is what that means. Oh. What? How, how do you say two times a day? <laughs> That's very confusing, doctors. <laughs> That well, is very You confusing. know what this means? That means it's time for a geography tiebreaker. We're going to read a geography question. Whoever's geographically closest to the answer wins. And here we go. Jesse, what ocean surrounds Pitcane Island? Um, That would be the Indian. It's the Pacific. And it's the Pacific. Oh. Uh... Pitcane. It's off the uh, coast of New Zealand, and it is where the crew from the from the Bounty was oh, shipwrecked. There you go. I watched a travel show on that one day when I was sick. Sweet. Learned something new every day. Jesse, I win everything this week. Congratulations. And that means it's time to talk about some TV. TV. So Spike Rescue. Spike uh, Rescue. Spike's Bar Rescue. Yes. It's a great show. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Excellent. No, this is some interesting news, Jesse. Uh, David Letterman, now done. Yeah, I didn't watch his show. He's, I don't think ever once. He's hanging up the double-breasted suit jacket in 2015. Isn't, um, like, Jay Leno done now, too? Yeah, Jay Leno's toast, buddy. And, like, Conan is done? Well, Conan's still got a show, but it's on TBS. So he's done. I guess. That's, that's just making TBS burn. Okay. Uh, good one. Thank you. Uh, but he announced on the late you. show. He announced on the late show that he is going to be leaving in 2015. Now, ob- obviously, you were not a big Letterman fan. Mm-hmm. Um, not a big Leno fan. Mm-mm. I, you're I don't Conan. watch. I don't watch any of those shows. But I'm saying when you were a kid, like you probably watched Conan, right? Like when no, you were in college. No, I didn't watch anything. You didn't watch Conan. No, I don't like Conan that much. I don't like those shows. Hmm. I, I don't like interviews. Like, I'll watch right. The Daily Show no. until they get to the interview part, yeah. and I'm like, change, change channel, boring. No, that's, what, that's, what, that's why The Tonight Show is in such dire straits, because like I would only watch The Tonight Show to watch the first 20 minutes of Conan. The, <laughs> that was like what I would watch of Conan would be like the opening monologue, the goof, and then the, uh, the goof segment. But those, sh- yeah. but those shows are like all interview. Yeah, they're like, uh, well, it's like, th- it's like a third goofs and then a two thirds right. interview slash music. Mm-hmm. I guess the goofs just aren't good enough to really hold me. <laughs> well, have you been watching Fallon at all? 
Mm-mm, never seen it. Jimmy Fallon is pretty damn good at The Tonight Show, dude. He's like, okay. he not only does great goofs, and he does like sketch stuff, like SNL-esque sketch stuff, not to mention his band is The Roots, but then he also plays games with, the, like, he knows that the interviews are boring, so instead of doing a two-segment interview, he'll do a one-segment interview so that they can plug whatever shit they're on there for, and then the second segment is playing a game with them. So there's mm-hmm. like, they're either doing like a sporting thing, like they'll shoot hoops, or they'll like play like a classic, uh, classic game show game, or they'll just play a board game. It's pretty good. Like I really enjoy Jimmy Fallon. I think that he is what late night needed. Mm-hmm. But Jesse, this is actually a good question for you then, because obviously David Letterman's going to need somebody to t- to fill his place. Um, right. On the t- would you say that they? Can't find a letterman. <laughs> I think you've answered this question already. It's obviously Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Eddie Vedder late night. <laughs> um. <laughs> He's his own band. He's, he is, yeah. Um. So it's interesting because after Letterman, you have the Late Late Show with, uh, with Ferguson, who played the boss on... The Drew Carey Show. Now, you Which, have watched an episode of Craig Ferguson, sir. Because I watched it with you. You watched it, and when that dude peed his pants on that show. Oh! I Glenn, I believe his name that. was. His name was Glenn, and he peed his pants on Craig oh, Ferguson. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that was That's real sad. That poor guy. I felt so bad for him. Yeah. He could have been anyone's dad. Oh, yeah, that sucked. Uh, but he definitely peed his pants on Craig Ferguson. And that was the last time we watched Craig Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. Um, so apparently Craig's got his great falling, but apparently he's a little too kooky. Do we need two Craigs? Because we got Craig Kilborn too, right? Well, yeah, but Craig Kilborn hasn't been doing anything for any time ever. Oh, okay. Craig Ferguson was- actually replaced Craig Kilborn. I was going to say, do we need two Craigs and two Jimmies? That's the thing. We got too many Jimmies. Yeah. So if we're going to be replacing Letterman, the question is, do we want to go try Jimmy? Or with, with who? Wait, I mean, you're assuming that who? It's tough. I mean, there aren't a lot of Jimmys. You got Jimi Hendrix, Jimmy Hoffa. Oh. They're already dead. Gotcha. Well, um, there's James Jimmy Andrews. There is Jim- the show. Oh, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> the late show with Jimmy <laughs> Carter. It's real quiet. Yeah. It- so tell tell me about peanuts. <laughs> It goes right in with the CBS demographic. <laughs> Late night with Jimmy Carter. Yeah, tell me about peanuts. Your death, people. <laughs> tell me about peanuts. I'm Taylor Swift. I don't know. Fascinating. I was president. <laughs> Let me build you a home. I do. I build homes. I have like three homes already. Not one that has a peanut farm in the back. I kind of love Late Night with Jimmy Carter. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but like the guy that the guy that immediately sprung to my mind, who I think would be perfect for this role, would be Chris Rock. Because he had the Chris Rock show on HBO. He knows how to do a show. I think he'd have good stuff. He's also diverse. He's not just an old white guy. Um, and, uh, and it would be something different and new. And I think that that is a show that I would... That could potentially pull me away from Jimmy Fallon, who's killing it right now on The Tonight Show. What about Mark Marin? No. I, no? I, I thought about it, because you know I'm a Marin fan. I know you're not a huge Marin fan. But not really, but the guy he's, he's kind of got the experience. 
He does have interviews, the experience. at least. Yeah, he's got the interview experience. He's hosted. He hosted a show on Comedy Central in the '90s. He's kind of a big deal right now, but he is too much in himself. He's not about pleasing others, really. I think most of his entertainment is cathartic for him, and it's entertaining to listen to because it's cathartic for him. Mm-hmm. Like what Jimmy Fallon does so well is he understands that this is an entertainment product, and we're trying to have fun here, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to Mark Maron the other day. Yeah, I'll, I'll like I'll cherry pick episodes if they're mm-hmm. the guest is someone I like. Yeah, like he Lewis interviewed Black this. He interviewed this guy, Duncan Trussell, who mm-hmm, I like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it felt like the whole interview was like, Mark Maron just wanted to talk sort of Duncan Trussell stuff with right. Duncan Trussell. Oh, no, yeah. It's like, yeah. You're, you're kind of, it, it just felt like you're trying to like take advantage of him to have like this conversation about things that you wanted to talk about. Right. It didn't seem very organic. No, yeah. I mean, that's, that's Mark Maron. Right. He's he's going to have a personal conversation. That's his deal. He wants Do to You know a very who Dave Damashek is? Uh it rings a bell. I think Dave Damashek would be a fantastic Damashek. He he has a podcast on the NFL network. He used to like do the radio show with Adam Carolla. Uh-huh. He was a commentator on BattleBots. Uh-huh. Which is really his highest accolade. <laughs> I'm trying to look up a picture of him. Yeah, he he's got a he's got a very like um he talks a lot about like oh. he does a lot of observations. He's like who was the guy that uh named grapefruit? Like what a lazy guy that was. We already have a fruit named grapes. I love it. Yeah, I don't like Dave Dam. I actually know who this is that I've looked You don't at like him. him? I've looked I've known him from a football commentation standpoint. Uh-huh. And I strongly dislike him. I like him so Maybe much. I need to get back into his... Maybe I need to listen to his podcast a little bit. That's what's going to float to you. What about Adam Carolla? Yeah, I guess Adam Carolla had a late night show for a while and it didn't work, so... Well, yeah, he was on Loveline, which was televised for a while. Right. No, I mean, he has the chops. I think he, he just doesn't have much energy. He's getting older and, like, right. more tired, I think. Right. And he's crabby. Well, that like, didn't no stop one wants da- to listen to, to like, <laughs> didn't a crabby stop David guy. Letterman, like, 20 years ago. Being old and crabby. Sorry. Yeah, but he got all like jazzed up every time by like banging his assistant. <laughs> right? Am I right? That's drinking. That's drinking, baby. <laughs> yeah. I, so, what about uh, Hello Us? Yeah, what about us? We are open Light, CBS. Late night with the arrogance. You're going to get great jokes like David Letterman having sex with his assistant every <laughs> once in a while. That's gold, people. Yeah, and then uh, you could be like, Jesse, don't go there. Jesse, don't go there. Yeah, what and about then, a like, two-person the show? Goes, Didn't we have an idea for a two-person show? Yeah, we each have a desk, and yeah. the guest sits in between the two desks. S- sits in between us, yes. And we compete for attention. I like it. <laughs> I think everybody would like it. What about uh, Jeremy Clarkson? Jeremy Clarkson? Who's that? The Kelly guy Clarkson's from brother? Top Gear. Uh... Top Gear USA or Top Gear? BBC. Jeremy Clarkson. Is he the guy who wears like the suits? He's like the main guy, like from like Top Gear, the British Top Gear, the main guy. Uh, oh, I hate that guy. What? I hate him. I love him. I can't stand him. Huh. He seems well. like uh he seems like a lot of people that I've known that I haven't liked. He just reminds me of a lot of people that I've known personally that I've not liked. Well, but I guess that's a personal problem, isn't it? <laughs> it's no Dave Damashek. 
But speaking of British Brits, what about Ricky Gervais? He's no. not doing anything. Everyone hates him. He's too mean. But that could be the great thing about it. He could. Everybody could hate him, and then all the celebrities would look really great next to him. Mm-mm. Okay, so I'm just want to float two more names to you, see what you think. Because I you, got a couple also. What's oh you do okay yeah um, so these are the names that everybody's floating. Number one, Jerry Seinfeld. Boo. I I've been watching I've been watching his web show, comedians and cars getting coffee. He is has no reason to work anymore. The guy literally just has billions of dollars and doesn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. He's doing a show for a website called Crackle. Has anyone heard of this? Wasn't that like the thing out of Lego movie? Exactly. Um, so there's that. And then the other one that people are throwing around, which I don't think is that actual possibility, but it's Louis C.K. No. I don't think uh, so either. I don't think that. What about like Tina Fey or Sarah Silverman? Tina Fey would be perfect, but I don't think she would do it. Why? Because she wants to make movies and stuff. Oh. What about Brian Posehn? <laughs> Brian Posehn would be the worst. Talk about making people look good. <laughs> have you seen his? Have you seen his stand-up special, The Fartist? <laughs> no. It's it's on Netflix. It's shot in Seattle. Ooh. It is one of the least funny what? stand-up really? specials I've ever seen. He's pretty good on his feet, though, and he's nice. He seems like a very nice guy. But, like, he talks, like, the first 20 minutes about strippers. And it's just very off-putting. <laughs> what about, um... <laughs> oh, what's that short comedian with all the nerd jokes? Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt would be awesome. The only... I just wish Mitch Hedberg was still around. Yeah. Well, I don't think he could carry a late-night show five days a week. I think he could. <laughs> the heroin will oh, get Pat him through o- it. Yeah, exactly. Pa- Patton Oswalt would be great. Maybe. I like Pat Oswald in this because he can talk to people and have a good time. Yeah. I mean, the other one that, the, you know, the other podcast king, if we're talking about Corolla and Marin, is Chris Hardwick. And God, I hate Chris Hardwick. Do you really? Yes. I don't love him, but. It's just like he, like, I remember him when he was on G4 and he was great for G4. Like, G4, perfect place for Chris Hardwick. Everywhere else now that he is, which is everywhere, not good for Chris Hardwick. What about um, Eric Wareheim? <laughs> yeah, just give Tim and Eric the late show. That would be a show I would watch. <laughs> oh my god. I would watch it. How about Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> that might be good. I would actually watch the shit out of the late show with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. I think we got it. Yeah, late show with Jeff nailed Goldblum. it. The other thing was that, uh, you know, I, I really did think that, like, Tina Fey would be the perfect one. Because, like, you know, it hits all those requirements. It's something different. She's uber talented. She can obviously do it. Um, and I think people would tune in to watch her. Uh, but I, I just think that she wouldn't want to do it. I think that she's got too She's, like, trying to make movies and stuff. But I think that Amy Poehler might be a good one. I don't know. I'm a little Amy Pollard out. You're a little Amy Pollard out. What about Nick Offerman? <laughs> I guess so. I like it. That might be okay. I mean, I have like it. a woodworking segment that's like totally serious. I kind of like. I would like uh, Nick Offerman as the band leader. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and Nick Offerman. He plays the band saw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it, dude. Mm, all right. Yeah, I think we got it. I think we got it. 
So, All right. so what's your Seco Tapo? All right, I'm doing uh, Wilson's Rapid Fire here. Wilson's Rapid Fire! Okay, so I got a bunch of topics. Uh, yep. I'm just going to go through them, and uh, you stop me if you want to talk about it. Do it. Tomorrow, which mm-hmm. is today. Yeah. Uh, or yesterday. Uh, Uber... <laughs> Uber will launch an on-demand courier service in Manhattan, allowing users to request item pickup and delivery via smartphone app. According to a job listing uh, obtained by VentureBeat, Uber plans to pay by couriers between $20 and $30 per hour for an on for on-demand deliveries. Uber plans to give couriers a free iPhone 4S, allowing them to receive pickup requests from nearby customers. Mm. I think this... I actually tried when I was living in Seattle to get hired as a bike courier. Uh-huh. But they don't really use bike couriers in Seattle. Because it'd be insane. Because of all the hills. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm going to get jacked. Like, yeah. <laughs> Can you go pick up uh, a wiener from the waterfront for me? Yeah, that'll be nine hours. You're on the top <laughs> of Queen Anne Hill. I can't do that. It's that is a flawless Seattleite accent. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I do think it's interesting that Uber is getting into the bike game, but mm-hmm. they are giving people a iPhone that is two years old from a model <laughs> perspective. And as we all know, those are slow as shit. And that's how, why how dare they, how dare they. Okay. So an underwater volcano that broke through the ocean surface in November has now emerged, merged with another volcano Island. Mm. The new Island formation off the Japanese coast has been named Nijima. Yay. So, new landmass. I'm guessing, like, Jima must mean island, right? Like, Iwo Jima? Probably. And Ni is the word for two, so it's like two island. Kenji Jojima? Yeah, he was an island of a man. He is a rock, he is is an island. I'd catch her. So, yeah, so that's interesting. Like, new land. That'd be weird. Your country's just like, hey, we got new land now. Well, that's the question. Does this belong to Japan? I guess so. So, if land pops up in your water, you get it automatically? I, I think so. You're it's like grandfathered in, right? I'm looking for a 51st state here, and I think it'd be cool if it was off the coast of Japan. <laughs> that would saying. be pretty cool. I guess that we get whatever Hawaii burps up next. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We got to give them that so that we get Hawaii too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> so the FDA has approved a new at-home device under their uh, proprietary yeah. Prietary review program that will allow non-medical personnel to stop life-threatening effects of a narcotic overdose. The new FDA-approved device called Evzio contains naloxone, a powerful antidote that reverses the effects of narcotic drugs. Cool. It's like that yeah. scene in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, exactly. Except now you don't have to like go to a, a drug dealer to get the adrenaline. And- right. Like, stab it through someone's heart. Magic marker. It's going to be available. There you go. So once it's released to consumers, the device will verbally walk a person through effectively using it. It's got, like, a robot voice. It's like, unwrap the adrenaline syringe. (laughs) Love it. Draw red circle on heart. (laughs) Get magic marker. I don't have a magic (laughs) marker! (laughs) So I think that's kind of neat. You really got to stab it in there. Yeah. You got to get through the sternum. All right. The last one here. Feelings of aggression after playing video games are more likely to be linked to gameplay mechanics than rather than violent contest Mm -hmm. uh, studies suggest. Researchers carried out a range of tests, including making a nonviolent version of Half-Life 2. 
Games modified to have counterintuitive, frustrating controls leading to feelings of incompetence produce more aggressive reactions. Agree. Yeah, everyone has experienced that, like, throw the controller yeah, against the wall moment. Rage quit, baby. Yeah. And it's it's not about... The violence doesn't come from the content of the game. It comes from the character of one's own incompetence. That's like Lemmings, dude. Lemmings will do this to you. You ever play Lemmings? No, I've, I'm, I don't even know what this is. You never played Lemmings? No. Dude, it's like DOS game 93, baby. Oh, I miss this one, I guess. I think you can get you can play it for free in a, in a browser now. Like people made uh flash ports of it. Right. Um but yeah, it was just a game where you had like a string of lemmings and they would do what they would do whatever the guy in front of them did. Uh-huh. And then you had to get them from point A to point B without killing them. It was so frustrating, but it was great. But yeah, totally. Like the the rage quit is where the true aggression comes from. Right. And that's interesting to me because, like, how are they measuring this aggression? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is it, like, aggression over time or is it just aggression the 30 seconds after you decide, fuck this shit? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they're like, how aggressive do you feel right now on a scale yeah. of 1 to 10? But then maybe, like, two weeks later, they're like, how how aggressive do you feel now? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of pissed off about that game. That yeah. game sucked and I'm still <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> Yeah, they they just had them play FTL. That game is not counterintuitive or frustrating at all. It's just good. It's just hard. Yeah, but it's good. Okay. It's good hard. <laughs> and that 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 has been the rapid fire. Love it. That, very nice, Jesse. I like that one a lot. So we're going to move on to our Facebook roundup. But before we do, I want to tell you about the Bald Move Network, guys. So much cheese going on at the Bald Yeah, there's Network. a lot going on right now. It's kind of insane. Because, like, TV is getting TV'd out. So, of course, you got the wrap-up from The Walking Dead. That's on there. You, from the season four of The Walking Dead. Or season five of The Walking Dead. Then you have the Game of Thrones preview. Then you have the Game of Thrones instant cast. Then you have Up Here's Downstairs. Then you have... uh, We're on there. Then you have the Because Show. Uh, Coming up very soon is going to be the Mad Men's preview. Guys, these guys didn't quit their jobs for any reason. They quit their jobs so they could put a bunch of fucking shit in your ears. And by shit, I mean audio about TV shows. And that's what's (laughs) happening to the Bald Move Network right now. It's getting cray-cray. There's going to be more shows coming up. Content is expanding faster than the universe can contain it. We don't know what will happen once it breaches Uh the edges. Uh-oh, singularity. Yeah, we are going for podcast singularity at baldmove.com. So get there. Get there. Or uh, just do it. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Love it. Yeah. Baldmove.com, guys. And then you can get in touch with us. We are on the Bald Move Facebook page. We are on the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. You can also give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. 360-362-0024. You can give us a call. Oh, you can send us an email. Sorry, I got stuck in a loop there for a second. You can send us an email, personalergots at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Personal Podcast. You can also rate and review us on iTunes, which helps us out a ton. If you haven't done that yet, please do that. It is free. It is easy. It is quick. And it helps out the podcast so much. And uh, then you can also just tell your friends about it, which we always enjoy when you do that. Speaking of Facebook, we got the Facebook Roundup every week. If you like our Personal Arrogance Facebook page, you can be a part of it. Just write on there what you want us to talk about, and we will talk about it. Here it is. Starting with Christian says, what would you suggest to a nerd just getting into baseball? I never grew up with it. So a lot of the territory is new. I know all of the rules and can watch a game with few to no questions, but listening to a podcast about them, I've dis- I've decided, uh, sorry, but listening to a podcast about a team I've decided to follow, for instance, is still beyond me. What can I do to learn the lingo and intricacies and not be the odd man out? 
Jesse, I know you have a lot to say on this, but I'm going to jump in first. Mm. Um, bark, bark. <laughs> so baseball is the nerd sport. Like, it is a weird sport. It lasts forever. There's 162 games. It's all about numbers. And you never really know what's going to happen. Uh, if a team wins 60% of its games, it will probably win its division. Whereas in football, if a team wins 60% of their games, they might squeak in as a wild card. So it's a weird, weird game. It lasts forever. It signifies summer. It is the laid-back game. But if you really want to get into it, I say join a fantasy baseball league. I think that's probably the easiest way. You get to know a lot of the players. You get to know what all the stats mean. And it'll allow you to follow the entire league throughout the season. So I would just say join a fantasy baseball league. I have a Uh, question about baseball. I was thinking about this, Eric. Mm -hmm. You know when they do the intentional walk? Mm Mm-hmm. And they like so that like the catcher puts his mitt out to the side, and they intentionally throw three balls to yep. get him just to get him. Why didn't they just hit the guy with the ball? Because <laughs> that's an asshole thing to do. Yeah, it's, is it against the rules? It's not against the rules, but if they intentionally hit somebody like that, th- first of all, um, well, then the next guy who comes up, so you're probably intentionally walking somebody who's really good on the other team. Yeah, so exactly. Were, That's why you want to hurt him a little bit. If right? you were to intentionally peg him, then the next time the guy on your team who's really good gets up to bat, they're going to peg him intentionally. That's fine. That's then, why you have enforcers, right? Then both, then both benches are going to get a warning, and the next guy who gets hit, uh, the pitcher will get thrown out of the game. And, oh, yeah. that happens? Yes. Mm. So What if you make it look like an accident, though? I mean, you can do that. I mean, there there is like an unintentional walk where you try to just pitch around the guy and give him garbage. Right. Uh, but, yeah, hitting the guy is pretty against the rules. And if, if the ump knows that you're doing it intentionally, then he can just throw you out of the game right away. Mm. So. Well, that, that, that's, that, that clears that up. Yep. <laughs> Rolo Tomasi says, heavy topo, but if you could cure all cancer in the world... But you'd have to kill an innocent person first in order to do it, would you? That I think I would. Heavy. Well, I mean, the, the the thing is here is that people who are creating cancer research stuff, like, this is kind of a tacit thing that, that happens when people are testing drugs on people. But people do die from experimental medication. Mm-hmm. And it helps the science. Those people were probably at terminal, terminal illnesses and no choices anyway. But, like, you know, I, when I was working on a documentary series, we did a story about the guy who invented the bone marrow transplant. There were some botched bone marrow transplants along aye. the way. But, aye, aye, aye. but in the end, it created a treatment for leukemia that has saved thousands and thousands of lives. So, you you brought it up, dude. You said heavy topo. But the fact of the matter is that does happen with, with medical research. Yep. Especially with terminal Ill- illnesses. Um, and then he says, either that or your top five hot babes. Jesse, go. Uh, my wife. Yep. Um, I mean, my wife is in agreement. Mila Kunis. There you go. Not really that into her. <laughs> uh, Everybody knows we're going to have a hot babes segment on here every week. Top five hot fla- babes. Flapjacks. Yep. <laughs> Bacon. Yeah. Uh, Robert says, uh, Eric, did you see the Winter Soldier this weekend? Loved it. Wondered what you thought. And Aaron says, plus one for Winter Soldier talk. Also, is it true there was two post-credit scenes? If so, I missed one. Spoiler alert, Aaron. I have not seen it. I also love that people just don't even ask you if you've seen movies anymore. <laughs> it's 
kind of wonderful. I should have seen it. I feel I feel guilty for not seeing it, but it's one. It's actually kind of snuck up on me. I heard it was good. Yeah, I heard it's real good. I, I really want to see it. I'll probably see it. Um, well, just uh, Levi or wow, <laughs> Lydia. I don't know why wow. I went, first went Jesse, then I went Levi, and That's then I went Lydia. But Lydia is going to be taking a vacation to go see her brother and her sister-in-law in early May. So that week, I'm going to do as much nerd dude stuff as I possibly can. Sweet. So that's probably going to be Winter Soldier week. Um, uh, Justin, oh, James sent us the bracket. Justin says, hey, guys, I was wondering what are your thoughts, if any, on the new Godzilla movie coming out next, uh, coming out in a month. I'm very excited about this movie. It's one of my most anticipated. Jesse, I know you're going to see it in the theater. I, I wish I could. Yeah. I actually would probably want to see this. I like monster stuff. I especially like big, like city destroying monster stuff. I love Gamera and Mothra and Godzilla and all that. So I, I, I would love to. So you probably will see this movie at some point. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll red box it or something. Um, if you if you want to see a movie though that's done by the guy who is directing Godzilla, there's a movie called Monsters, and I believe it is on Netflix. Watch instantly. Cool. And it's got giant cephalopodic alien monsters rub it um what else we got we got uh think about this the ncaa championship comes to cats and dogs nature and basketball so predictable that comes from josh it is the yukon huskies versus the uh kentucky wildcats if that comes up in pub trivia this week so everyone was talking about this like buzzing about it and they kept being like yukon yukon i'm like what the fuck school mm-hmm. is in the yukon <laughs> it totally got me mm-hmm. and then my boss was like university of connecticut well it's uh, double part throw of me off. feels like you can't call it yukon well the the, the the throw off is that their mascot is the huskies yeah exactly so they like double down on the whole like canadian wilderness exactly. angle yeah no i agree no when i was a kid i thought that yukon was in like alaska <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, uh, so coming up, um, it's actually cool because UConn is is a seven seed, and there was a potential eight seed that uh, that ended up losing to Kentucky by like a few points. Yeah, my my boss told me it was like the highest combined number in terms of seeding in the history of the uh, March Madness or whatever. Yeah. And by the way, that billion dollar bracket thing that was over by the first round. Wow. <laughs> yeah, nobody picked the first round correctly out of anyone in the world. That's amazing. <laughs> That's pretty insane. Um, oh, Jesse, you're like this. Matt says new FTL content is coming out. New weapons, ships, drones, and augments. Mm, I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really, really super duper excited to play it. Yeah. I just need, I need the perfect time. Well, you got new content, buddy, so. I'm excited. Go at it. Um, Will next- do. We got Titus, who says, "If this is another one for you, Jesse. He says, a few casts back, you guys talked about the new Pokemon game. I haven't played it since the red and blue version, and I was wondering if I would be too far behind to just jump in in the newest game. What do you think? No, it's essentially the same thing, just with a lot more bells and whistles. You can totally pick it back up. There are some very timeless slogans in the history of mankind. Uh, one of them is Just Do It from Nike. One of them uh-huh. is "What would you do for a Klondike bar?" from Klondike Bars, uh-huh. and the other one is "Gotta Catch 'Em All" from Pokemon. If you're going into it with that philosophy, mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to be fine. I've been trying to catch them all, man. There's a lot of freaking Pokemon, Jesse. You don't try to catch them all. You gotta catch them all. <sighs> you gotta catch them all. There's this one fucking like artist dog Pokemon thing. Mm-hmm. 
and I just couldn't catch it for the life of me. Gotta catch it. I burned like two hours trying to catch that damn thing. Gotta catch it. Okay, I'll go back. <laughs> and then finally, Brooke says, how about the Mariners? Uh, Mariners are actually doing pretty good. They're 4-2 and two coming into the opening game, so they're looking good. We'll see what happens. I'm cautiously optimistic about this. Is there, so. Eric, is there home field advantage in baseball? There is. Um, and the, yeah, and the interesting thing about baseball and also basketball too is that home field advantage runs through, well, it runs through the playoffs. Um, but, uh, cause the World Series home field is, is de- determined by the All Star game, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But wait, you don't like that? No, I don't like that. It's an but exhibition. It's only like, game. it's like a one game out of seven advantage, right? Yes. So, so you, you get a one seventh advantage. Does that really matter? Um, I don't know. I think it matters a little bit, mm. but yeah, there is home field advantage, especially okay. for that fifth wild card spot, in which is a one game playoff. Well, I just mean like, are, is your team more likely to win at home? Oh, like do you win? Yeah. Does does a team win more home games than away games that, usually? That's generally the idea, um, and I think generally that is the case. But like in recent years, the Mariners have had a much better batting average away from Safeco Field than at Safeco Field, which can't, is just can't they blame them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, baseball's back. I should be going to a baseball game here. If not this week, then in the next couple weeks. I'm excited about it. Cool. That, Can't wait for the Blue Jays thing. to come into town. I know, right? It's going to be a blast. There's going to be shit traffic. <laughs> um. All right, let's get move on to recommendations, Jesse. Call it a cast. What's your first reco this week? Uh, it's an Etsy, sh- Etsy shop that mm-hmm. my wife runs. Etsy.com slash shop slash R-O-S-E-A-V-E-N-A pottery. Uh, we've gotten a lot of purchases from listeners, which is awesome. And it's a great way to help me uh, keep the lights on in the old apartment. There you go. Uh, my first reco this week is going to be, I, I don't know why I haven't recommended this before. It is so cheap right now on Amazon, guys. Go buy L.A. Noir. It is a really good game. Oh, yeah. I got that in my Steam library. I haven't played it yet. I enjoy it so much. And my favorite thing, like, first of all, I just love old, old, I love that whole thing. I love old, like, noir. Um, I love Rockstar. They do really good stuff. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's the guy who's the main character is all mo-capped directly from the dude who plays Kenny on Mad Men, which is awesome. And then, but my favorite thing about the game is that you can choose to play it in two modes. You can choose to play it in color or black and white. And so I always play it on black and white. And it's Have you awesome. tried it in color? I tried a little bit in color, but I, the black and white makes me so much happier. It reminds me of the Twilight Zone, which I love. That's rad. So pick up L.A. Noir. What's your Seco Reco? Okay, so uh, the aforementioned Adam Carolla. Mm-hmm. He's being sued by patent trolls mm-hmm. who are attacking him for podcasting essentially they say they own the right to podcasting and he's decided to make a stand and fight these guys right uh basically in defense of all podcasts so it's something where if he's not successful then it'll trickle down throughout the podcast yeah world as these uh patent trolls who have a very very weak claim to owning podcasting which is almost doesn't make any sort of sense but they'll just continue to go down the line and extort money. We'll be safe because we don't make any money. <laughs> right. Sort of like can't squeeze blood from a stone sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But the point is, I get a ton of entertainment value out of podcasts. Yeah. Love podcasting. Want it to remain pure. And uh, to fight the 
patent trolls, uh, he needs to raise $1.25 million in attorney's fees. That's what his attorneys quoted him. Mm-hmm. It's costing like hundreds of thousands of dollars just to move the venue from the small town in Texas where uh, like all the lawyers are in with all the judges and stuff. And that's where right. all the patent trolls operate out of because they can guarantee a case. So they're, you know, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars just to move the case out of there. Mm-hmm. So he's crowdfunding uh, the defense of podcasting, and he's vowed that any extra dime that he makes will be donated to a charity or something. Like, he's not making money off of this. Right. And you can support it by going to fundanything.com slash patent troll and just kick him five bucks. Give it there. I mean, you know, do it for us because we want to help su- support him in the defense of podcasting. It's sort of like the... Uh, um. The Battle of Helm's Deep. Yeah. Of and podcasts. You might know and a couple of guys who quit their jobs to do full time podcasts. Yeah. Exactly. And run a podcast network. So if they, if, you know, if Bald Move gets sued by the patent troll guys, they're probably going to be fucked. Yeah. Like they'll have to hang out their hats and like go back yeah. to their regular day jobs. So do it for us. Do it for, um, for the Bald Move network. If we can be like one extra arrow flying over the wall against the, horde of orcs mm-hmm. it's worth it so i'm donating you should to fundanything.com forward slash patent troll that's great and and if you want to hear more about this patent troll issue this american life did a great podcast about it it tells you the whole history of this podcast versus patent trolls issue it is called win patents attack and it was broadcast originally way back on july 22nd 2011 but you can find that on their website and they have a uh interview with Mark Marin on there and they talk uh, a lot about podcasts and patent trolls and assholes and why why and why this stuff is even freaking legal. It's anti-American. It is. That's what I'm saying. It stifles innovation. We all know that saying things are anti-American automatically make them terrible. That's why I think that uh, <laughs> the Breakfast Crunch Rap Supreme is anti-American. Hey man, I'm proud to be an American. All right, good. Uh, and then my recommendation is uh, a game that I got now that I have this fancy new phone. It's called Sword and Sorcery, and it is a really, really good game, Jesse. I don't know if this is on Steam, but if it is, you should try to check it out. Do you um, think it's a rock and rompus ride? No. Oh. <laughs> it's a. It's just a really great like RPG. And the graphics are all pixel art, but they're extremely unique. I've never seen any pixel art that looks like this. Mm. Um, but it's really, really engaging from an RPG perspective. It happens in episodes, which is perfect for the bus. And I really like this game. It's sword and sorcery. Um, so pick that up. Jesse, that's a show, man. I want to, real quick, I want to yeah. run, next time I'm a PC in D&D, I want to char- run, run a fighter who... uh got kicked in the head by a mule and now he thinks he's a sorcerer but he calls himself a sword sorcerer <laughs> and specializes he like throws swords he's like fireball but he's just throwing a sword yeah. and stuff he's convinced himself that he's a sorcerer but he calls himself a sword sorcerer i love it oh dude i didn't even get to talk about thornwatch oh boy yeah maybe save it for next week but i did get to play three uh, rpgs in three consecutive days this week yeah, I did want to ask you about your D&D experience, but... But we'll save that for another We're show. We're out of time! The only thing I want to bring up, though, Jesse, is I think I'm ready to DM. Oh, exciting stuff. Yeah, so if you want a PC, because I've never played with you as a PC. 
Mm-hmm. I think I'm about ready to DM. Do you want to do like a one-off, or do you want to do a whole story thing? I think maybe we should do a one-off. Just yeah, to that'd be fun. I could, you know, you could run like a. Anyway, we shouldn't talk about. That. I was just gonna say you could like de- guest DM something within my world. That would be fun. Yeah, I like it. All oh. right. Anyway, we'll uh, talk about this off the air. But uh, listener, thank you for letting us pour another hour and a half of sound into your ears. And until next time, remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, please. Stay Stay arrogant. Cheers.